the back-to-normal half-life concept. When something puts you in a bad mood, how long does it take you to get back to normal? When a colleague or friend or partner or some idiot driving like a fucking moron puts you into an emotionally heightened state, how long does it take you to calm yourself down? To get to a place that's basically back to normal again? Now, I imagine for lots of us, it can take a while, depending on lack of sleep, food, coffee, etc. But have you ever captured that metric? Probably not. I suppose it might look quite insane if, upon getting angry at someone taking far too long to find all their Sainsbury's vouchers whilst you're watching the ice cream you want to buy turn into milky soup in front of your eyes, you then pull out a stopwatch, take a deep breath, and time how long it takes for you to be okay. Yeah, I guess that might look a bit mad. And so with that in mind, I've come up with a concept, or more accurately, I've come up with a name, to describe the skill of getting yourself under control. And it is a skill. It's something you can practice when you notice something has put you in a bad mood or funk or rage. Here's the working definition of the back to normal half-life concept. The length of time it takes for you to return to an almost mentally clear state of mind having been put in a mood. The reason I've used the term half-life is because it's not as simple as an on-off switch and I think aiming for that is unrealistic. Instead, the idea is that you can work on how long it takes you to get back to being basically reasonable. This doesn't mean you're now in a happy or joyous state because it takes much longer to completely eradicate that mood for good, hence why it's a half-life. You can work on reducing your back-to-normal half-life just as you would work on your recovery time for exercise. So, next time you're triggered into a mood, notice how long it takes before you're back at your baseline and then see if you can reduce that time in the future. You could experiment as much as possible to find what works for you. Do you need to set up your day so your brain is in the best place possible to tackle things that might trigger you? Do you know what triggers you so you can see things coming and avoid or prepare for them? Here's a quick list of activities that might help you improve your half-life. Practicing mindfulness encourages you to be able to notice your thoughts and start to distance yourself from them so you can observe rather than be in your thoughts. Andrew Huberman discusses using your body rather than your mind to solve the issue. So try getting up and moving to see how that affects your mood. Make a note or track your different types of trigger to see what affects you in different ways. For example, I have too much pride about being smart. If I think someone is implying I'm not smart and I don't really like or respect that person, I will likely flare up and bite back. Isn't that fun? What are your triggers? I imagine everyone has their own coping mechanisms, deep breathing, jumping jacks, cold water on your face, reminding yourself that you will be dead very soon and it's a complete miracle that you even have this day and the annoying thing that you've been confronted with is a small price to pay for living a life so secure and abundant that most kings and queens of the past would consider you a god. Play around with what works for you. I witnessed a great example of the half-life concept a couple of months ago. My two brothers, my dad and I, went on a fitness trip to Sweden. In amongst a week of non-stop exercise, food and bonding, we thought it would be a good idea to do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu sessions. Now, neither of my brothers have done much BJJ, and in all honesty, I don't think I'd given them enough of an introduction, so it wasn't long before there was a loud yelp. Youngest brother had, quite impressively I have to say, caught middle brother in an arm lock. If you haven't been in this situation before, 
lucky you, then let me tell you, when this first happens to you, and when it's done by someone inexperienced in BJJ, it sends a huge jolt through your elbow that messages your brain with one clear thought. My arm is about to break. So, it wasn't at all surprising that middle brother yelped and then completely saw red, yelled an expletive and moved to kick youngest brother in the head. He stopped just in time and dad and I were about to jump in to cool the situation down when the most extraordinary thing happened. Middle brother turned around and walked away, taking deep breaths and five seconds later came back, almost completely calm. He then apologised for losing his head. Five seconds is all it took for him to go from seeing red and wanting to kick his brother's head in to back to a functioning level of normality. I found that incredibly impressive. We all lose our heads from time to time, and especially in sports or stressful situations. What a lot of us struggle to do is to get back to a mostly normal state in good time. So give it a go. Timers are encouraged no matter how weird you might look. Notice when you get thrown off kilter, how long it takes you to go back to normal. How long is your back to normal half-life?